Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 312. Recording a little bit late today, and I am not recording from my classroom, recording from my bedroom instead. And the reason is this, and it's a very awesome reason. We did not have school today at the school where I teach because our women's volleyball team is in the state semifinals. Now, I can't say that I'm going to the game today. Quite frankly, I have too much to do otherwise, but I am thinking about and praying for our volleyball ladies and hoping that they do well. And it was a really good day to have off today because yesterday was our open house and I was at school till nine. And as I will share in a moment, it was a very busy day and a full day. So it's good to have off today. Yesterday, though, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm glad you're with me today, whenever it is, wherever you are, to listen. So I shared yesterday that I was playing, or planning to play, and I did play, the Bird Talker song one in my classes yesterday. And I want to, for a moment, to tell you how I did that, because I think it was really the right thing to do. Also, I will promise that I will post the link to the video. I did not do that yesterday, I don't believe. So I will do that today. Tweet that out and um, post that on the Facebook page ASAP, as soon as I record this. So what I did yesterday is I talked to the students. I said I was going to play this video, and I was, after our conversation on the day after the midterms about the divided United States. And I said that this video one, I was just going to play for them, but because of the events of yesterday morning, which was the mass shooting in California, I decided I was going to do it in the context of a prayer. So I rearranged our prayer time to start by playing the video within the context of prayer. And then after that, I played the lyric video and I told the students that I was going to play another version of it, which is a live version of it, and that that would be our meditation time, that they would be in our typical meditation posture and that would be the song. And as the song was playing, I would read to them some of the many places in the scriptures that talk about unity and about how this is God's desire for us to be one, like the song states. And um, each time I would read unity in the quote from the scripture, I would hit our uh, Tibetan singing bowl chime one time. Now, I usually hit it three times to begin our prayer time together, but one time would signify that it was our prayer for unity. And that's what I did. And um, to give you a flavor for how this sounded, I don't have the chime with me that's in my classroom, but I do have some scripture here. And I'll just read you three of the more, I think, significant ones. From the Old Testament, Psalm 133 says, first verse actually, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. In the um, letter of uh, St. Paul to the Philippians, excuse me, to the Ephesians, let's say, one, uh, chapter 1, verse 10, 
to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. And um, we'll read you a couple more here. Here is another one right here. This more theological, of course, from Romans, St. Paul to the Romans. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with Christ in a resurrection like his. And then the words from Christ himself, Jesus the Christ in John's gospel, Jesus is praying, I in them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. That's John chapter 17, verse 23, part of the final words that Jesus gives in the Last Supper discourse. And I think the prayer yesterday with the students was really powerful. I, I got the sense from their demeanor during it and the seriousness with which they took it that it was meaningful and that I think it struck the right note for the day and the time and, and what I was hoping to achieve. So I continue that prayer, that prayer for unity. Now, yesterday afternoon, um, a friend and I went out and did something I think one might see would be a sign of disunity, but I really think it is a sign of unity. And here's why. Well, first, let me tell you what we did. We went out as part of the emergency action that has been or being being organized in the background for more than a year. I've been on this email text list that if President Trump were to move against Robert Mueller in any way, including firing Jeff, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, that this set of rallies would be activated. And that's what happened the day after the election. Trump fired Sessions, put in place uh, this Whitaker, um, I'm forgetting his last name, sorry about that, and um, who has publicly <laughs> talked about how to end the Mueller investigation. So we have a Trump loyalist who has already talked publicly about how to end the Mueller investigation is now overseeing the Mueller investigation. Huh, this is awful. And I'm not going to go into a rant here about why it is. I really do think logical people can understand how wrong this is. And that's why we took to the streets yesterday. This friend and I uh, made signs and we took to the streets. And it was awesome. I was so happy that we did this. There was about 500 people that showed up in downtown Columbus there were some speakers, and then we marched on our Republican senator's office, that Senator Portman, and we were asking him one simple thing to do that he can do, and hopefully he will do on Monday of next week, this coming week, is to stand up for a vote on Senate Bill 2264. That's an important number. Please remember that, 2264. So that if you contact your senators, reference that number. This is the uh, bill that would protect Mueller from firing. And I'm looking at an article here that said Senator Jeff Flake is going to bring this to the floor. Now, of course, the only person who can let that go forward, who has the power to let that go forward, is the Speaker or the President of the Senate. And that, of course, is Mitch McConnell. So he's the one who has the final say on this, but it makes sense. It will protect Mueller from being fired or the inv investigation obstructed by President Trump. 
So that's why we were on the streets last night. That's why we were chanting. That's why we were marching. And it was a cool evening, but our hearts were warm. Our voices were loud. The TV news coverage was awesome. I really appreciated the coverage on, I think it was 10TV, which is our uh, CBS affiliate here. They did a great job in covering it. And um, there were about 900 rallies. Thousands of people showed up yesterday in Times Square and rallies all over the country yesterday. Now, how is God present in this? And how is this a sign of unity and not division? Well, there's certainly plenty in the country who would look at these rallies and scoff and say, well, we're just driving the political wedge further and, you know, we hate Trump and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what we were standing up for is for the rule of law. And the rule of law in the United States is simple. And the rule of law is this, that no one is above the law. And that if anyone has committed crimes against our society, then they will be investigated and as necessary. And as evidence shows, they will be indicted and charged and tried in a court of law. And if there is evidence to show their guilt and their wrongdoing, they will be convicted. And that is all Mueller is trying to do, is to see what has been done. And we have a president who feels, it seems, clearly, that he can do whatever he wants and not have accountability. And what we were doing last night was speaking up for the unity of this nation and our history and our Constitution. And I think God was present in the midst of that. Now, I want to be careful here. It doesn't mean that God is not with those who differ on this. You know, Abraham Lincoln was the one that said, it's really not, we shouldn't be thinking about whether God is on our side, but whether we are on God's side. And it's clear that God is on the side of justice and God is on the side of rights and truth and honesty and transparency. That's the desire that God has. And again, I I take it very, very carefully to say God desires this or God desires that. But we see that, you know, the one time when Jesus shows anger and frustration is overturning the tables in the temple. And there's a lot we miss in what's going on there. But at the heart of it is exploitation and injustice with the power systems that were in place. That's what he did. He did a measured response in standing up against that. And that's what we did last night. And that's what people did all over the country. And that's what we're asking our senators and our leaders to do. And the first thing, again, we can ask them to do, and I'm going to send a letter to Senator Portman and probably give him a phone call too, actually. I think I'll do the phone call instead. That Senate Bill 2264 must be enacted. And it has to be done immediately. Not after Trump makes a move on Mueller, not after we find out what Whitaker is truly up to in the Justice Department, but now, as soon as the Senate gets back into place. So I conclude this podcast. I know this one sounded probably more political than others, and that's really not my intent. And if you have listened to any of my 311 previous podcasts, I would say honestly, maybe 20 of them, 25 of them even touched on politics. And if anybody who is listening actually knows me, they, they know that that was some self-restraint. And, and I've really tried to do that. But I feel at this point, we are really in a constitutional crisis in this country. We 
need to stand up for what people have died for. Our soldiers, as we celebrate Veterans Day this weekend, they died for the Constitution, and it is being tested right now. And that is what we did last night, and that is what I will continue to do. And just a quick word about my friend. I'm not going to name him here because I respect uh, anonymity. But he had only been to one protest, and that had been a state protest with um, against uh, unions that our governor did a few years ago. And kind of sad a little bit that this politically engaged friend had only been to that rally. But I'm glad he was with me last night. I think, I hope I gave him a little taste of what rallies can be like and the diversity of people that show up and how wonderful it can be to exercise our constitutional rights and to use our voices. And I hope this particular friend has been bitten by the resist and rally bug and that he and I and others can go out to the next rally, whenever that is and whatever that is for, in a chance that we can stand up for this nation of ours. And I hope perhaps maybe my words have gotten you to think about the next rally and the next way that you can be politically involved. And at the very least, I hope that you can make a phone call to your senators. Again, it's S2264. There's numerous other bills that are out there, but this is the one that Flake is supposed to introduce on Monday, and I I hope that he does. So we shall see. But again, I thank you for listening. The questions today are... Where are you in the midst of this? Are you ready to take to the streets? Do you see taking to the streets as a way to live your faith? And where are you with us? As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.